Welcome to Gifts from Global Baptists, Stories Engaging Churches in Conversation, a production of the Baptist World Alliance Division on Mission, Evangelism, and Justice. Now here's our host, Trisha miller Mannerin. Thank you, Shannon. Today we are fortunate to welcome the Reverend Dr. Elijah M. Brown, the new General Secretary of the Baptist World Alliance. Well, thank you so much, Trish. It's an honor to join with you and to join with Baptists from around the world. It's a joy to welcome you to the Baptist World Alliance staff team. You are no stranger to BWA, even though you are new to the staff. You were part of the Emerging Leaders back in 2007. Who served as your mentor in that process? Well, what a joy it is to have joined the team of the Baptist World Alliance, and I'm grateful for the hard work and the ongoing engagement that this team uh, provides and has provided for many years. My first BWA uh, gathering was the Centennial Congress in 2005, and then I attended Mexico City in 2006, and then began more formally through the Emerging Leaders Program in 2007. And in that program, there were uh, each one of us had a formal mentor. In my case, it was Alistair Brown, who at that time was serving with uh, the BMS in uh, the United Kingdom, and then moved to a seminary leadership role during that process. And then there were a number of informal mentors uh, as well. And so it was just a joy to begin to get to know so many of the strong leaders that we have throughout the BWA family. What are two things you remember from that emerging leaders experience? The first is just the true gift of friendship that exists across the Baptist World Alliance family. To be welcomed into a group that included leaders and young leaders from across North America, uh, Europe, Africa, and Asia. A number of us uh, would meet over Skype throughout the year uh, as part of a, a group that would pray together on a regular basis. And so not only to build friendships with one another, but to begin to cultivate ministry partnerships and prayer relationships and to encourage each other spiritually in the Lord was a very powerful and transformative experience. And then alongside that, to be uh, affirmed in my calling, to find a family which uh, continues to believe in missions and justice uh, equality for all individuals, uh, and the passionate expansion of uh, God's glory and his kingdom in our world today, <laughs> and to find so many who were quick to uh, share words of wisdom and to share meals and to to help develop a truly meaningful community. Those were powerful moments in, in my own journey. Mm, thanks. Yeah. Uh, Interestingly, many people in our BWA family live in remote villages. You told me that you grew up in rural Texas in the United States of America, and as a result, you have a heart for those from small towns and rural communities. Tell us a little bit about this. I did. I grew up in a very small community. There was one blinking light. <laughs> uh, there were more animals in that community than there were individuals, and I spent summers working on a ranch and putting up fence posts and branding cattle and uh, just developed a love for places like this all around the world where the relationships have a density to them mm. and where you know one another and you love 
one another and you support one another. And I'm grateful for the many Baptists around the world who continue to live in contexts that are shaped by these kinds of lifestyles and believe that God continues to call forward his people. Um, I had a friend when I was on faculty at a Baptist university who used to say that God's heart is equidistant to all places. Mm. And so whether we find ourselves in that kind of rural lifestyle or we find ourselves today living in the midst of one of the many urban environments around the world that are quickly emerging but full of multiple challenges, or we live in the midst of the greatest developments that have occurred, we know that God loves us and we are called to reach out to him and serve him with all that we are. Thanks. Is there a story from Scripture which has been especially meaningful to you in your ministry? I'd highlight a, a couple passages. Uh, one is Genesis chapter 1. Let's begin right away. And this strong commitment that uh, male and female were created equally in God's image. And that there is a human dignity and a human soul to each and every one of us. That we are all gifted by our Creator, mm. and that we have a wonderful opportunity as men and women to fully live into the calling that God has placed on our lives and to begin to affirm that, that this is true for all individuals around the world. And, and as we affirm that, not only does that then begin to form a basis for um, celebrating one another, not only does it begin to give us a basis for justice in our world today, which in so many ways still continues to dehumanize or to mm-hmm. strip away the dignity of individuals around the world, it is also a reminder of our call to, to missions. Mm. If I affirm that God has created all individuals, then I must also equally affirm that I have a responsibility to share with all individuals the God in whose image they are made. Mm. I cannot in good faith proclaim that we are made in the image of God and then not share with you about that truth. Mm. So I see very early on in scriptures this wonderful affirmation of who we are as individuals of a call to affirm to justice and a call to ongoing God's ongoing global mission, which is just affirmed throughout all of Scripture. In the New Testament, a passage that I frequently come back to is Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we know, of, of course, heaven includes those who have called upon the name of Jesus Christ. But we also know that heaven is a place where there are no longer any tears. We know it is a place where there is no longer any uh, physical needs. And so as we work to be an agent of reconciliation, as we work to provide comfort in the midst of tears, as we work to provide food in the midst of famine, as we work to live out God's truth with grace, and humility in our world today, we are living according to that great prayer that Jesus taught us for his kingdom to be here on earth as it already exists in heaven. 
Mm-hmm. Great. Many of us know of your commitment to religious liberty. It is clear you are passionate about this concern. Was there a particular experience which brought this concern to light? As uh, long as I can remember, I have felt a responsibility to stand alongside those who have found themselves, because of their commitment to truth and to justice and their commitment to living out God's kingdom in a challenging context. Uh, just as far back as I can remember, I have felt that that calling and that responsibility. I would say in many ways that that was uh, deep, deepened through my graduate studies at the University of Edinburgh and my focus on the role of the church then in uh, Sudan and South Sudan's peace process, having spent several months in refugee camps in Sudan and South Sudan, Kenya and Uganda, what were then at that time some of the world's largest refugee camps, seeing a church which had experienced tremendous difficulty and yet time and again meeting individuals who were filled with a vibrancy in their faith and a commitment to their church and a willingness to follow the Lord wherever he would lead just continued to remind me that, yes, I have a responsibility to live and stand alongside those who find themselves in difficult situations, but my responsibility to do so is as a humble learner Mm -hmm. who has much to learn from those. As we all know, the Bible, and the New Testament in particular, was often written by persecuted people for persecuted individuals. Mm -hmm. And so today I think about Uh, the Baptist church in Sudan that this last August was bulldozed by the government. I think about Pastor Lot and Pastor Sang in Myanmar who are imprisoned. I think about Baptists in uh, Venezuela who have experienced difficulty or Baptists in Bolivia who just in the last few weeks were working to protest laws related to their uh, capacity to share the good news and the hope of Jesus Christ. I think about so many of our Baptist brothers and as we now know when you take some of the most uh, some of the global standards on religious freedom restrictions and merge them in with BWA membership data we can now say that 78% of all BWA Baptists live in a context of high to very high government restrictions or social hostilities because of religion. Now, Trish, I just think if seven out of all 10 Baptists in the world face these challenges, we have an opportunity to join with one another into this rich community and stand with one another in the midst of these challenging contexts. How would you encourage our sisters and brothers around the world to engage these concerns of religious liberty? First and foremost, to pray. As I have walked and had the remarkable privilege of visiting some of these places around the world, that is the number one request that I hear from uh, individuals around the world. Would you, would you pray for us? Just a few months ago, I was with a group of Baptists from the country of Syria, and one of the uh, the women who was serving on staff at a Baptist church there in Syria shared 
a number of the hardships and difficulties that they as a community have faced. And then she said, you know, there are days where the burden of the context in which we are striving to live out our ministry is so heavy mm-hmm. that I cannot even pray. Mm. And then I remind myself that the church is praying for us. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Mm. Are we praying for our brothers and sisters in Syria and beyond? Researchers tell us that on average, every day, 20 Christians are martyred for their faith. And so today, I don't know where those 20 individuals are. But when you wake up tomorrow, would you just simply say, Lord, I don't know where the 20 are, but you do. Would you walk with them? Would you be with them? Would you minister to the families and the spaces that they will leave behind so that your comfort and your glory will be known? So first and foremost, we can pray. Second, each and every one of us have a voice. We have an opportunity and a responsibility to utilize our voice in these critical areas of justice in our world today, whether it's with religious liberty or whether it's in the midst of hunger or homelessness or addictions or overcrowded prisons or war and conflict, whether it's in the midst of ongoing gender inequalities or many of the other key issues that are facing our world today, let us lift up our voice Mm. to do so in partnership and in commitment with one another. And finally, I would say, would you let us know at the Baptist World Alliance? We want to walk alongside you. We want to pray alongside you and cry and lament and celebrate. And so the BWA, you know, is engaged, as you know, Trish, at the United Nations. It's engaged in many capital cities around the world. It's engaged in many areas seeking to make a holistic transformation. And so I just invite everyone who's listening today, reach out to us at the Baptist World Alliance. You'll find a friend here. Mm, That's great. Thank you so much. I know that this first month as General Secretary has been hectic, and so your presence today is appreciated, Elijah. Well, thank you to the hard work that you're doing, and thank you to all those across the Baptist Road Alliance who have been generous and gracious and welcoming, and I pray that we will continue to do the same, Mm -hmm. and that as we continue to move forward together, we'll do so in friendship. Mm -hmm. If you haven't already, as many of you have, I hope you'll reach out on Twitter and Facebook and friend and follow, that you'll send emails, and I look forward to connecting with each one of you, and I pray for all of us that we will continue to journey together in a spirit of listening Believing that the Holy Spirit is active in our world today, seeking to listen to the Holy Spirit as he calls us forward as the Baptist World Alliance. Sisters and brothers, perhaps you would like to engage more deeply with the Baptist World Alliance. Your prayers and contributions make a difference in the lives of many. Remember in your prayers those 20. Remember in your prayers those near and far facing trials and tribulations. And celebrate with those who are celebrating. Go to www.bwanet.org today. Please know you are important to the Lord and to us. This has been a gift from Global Baptist. 
If you know someone whose ministry story is worth sharing, please email us at mej at bwanet.org, mej at bwanet.org. Join us next time as we hear another story from around the world. This podcast was recorded at the office of the Baptist World Alliance in Falls Church, Virginia, in the United States. Music and editing by Pete Cowett. Please visit us at www.bwanet.org.